Welcome to the Spirited Podcast. I'm your host, Anita Barfootberg, and I am a sacred space holder for you and your dreams to become reality. So let's dive in, shall we? Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Anita Barfootberg, and this is episode five of the Spirited Podcast. Today, I want to address a question that was brought to me. It says it was speaking to, um, you know, like when you're living um, from this space of joy and you're waking up every day and you're finding happiness and you're kind of looking at the bright side of life, looking for the good things in life. And what happens when feelings of anger or frustration or jealousy or those kind of things emerge? And the question brought to me was like, are we really dealing with those things if we're just always looking in the other direction for something that feels better? Well, for me, it looks something like this. So when I get up in the morning, Um, When I first started this practice, I did not leave my bed until I had a stream of thought that felt good. Because when we wake up in the morning, it is a really powerful time to set the intention for the day. So I looked for things that felt good. I, Man, this bed feels amazing. My pillow feels good. My body's feeling good. I had a good night's sleep. And... Then once I have momentum of these good feeling thoughts, I get up out of bed. Now, when I first started this, it could have been two minutes of getting out of bed. I'd have a thought of, oh, so-and-so irritated me or, oh, I'm so frustrated at the way this happened. And it took what felt like work to redirect my thoughts. And eventually what occurred for me is that I'd noticed these thoughts, but I wouldn't follow the train of them. Now, the part two of that is that if I was feeling when I'm feeling, not if, but when I'm feeling frustration, anger, judgment, um, hurt, sadness, I pause and I feel those feelings. What's really coming up for me? You know, I've learned enough that I know that it's about me. And even though my mind can tell me somebody did something to me, it's not that. It is how I react to that. So it's about tuning in and noticing what's underneath. What is? What do I really want? What did it bring up in me? What am I really want? wanting in this moment. So typically that is to feel safe, to feel heard, to feel appreciated, um, to feel in alignment with wellness, those kind of things. So I look at that and then I move after the feels come up and out of me. I don't spend more time digging through what I call the shit. Like we can examine this stuff forever. The truth is, is that if you get into it, you bring it up and you release it, it's time to move on. Like, and for me, that's 
about coming into the present moment. Whatever event happened is not still happening, but we really like to relive that event over and over and over in our minds. So for me, the beneficial part of that that I can see now is that it also helped me to know how I would rather um, respond in the future. Respond versus react. Reacting is from this um, triggered place. Responding is a choice of how I want to react. You know, now if somebody says something to me that might be, that I might have in the past taken as hurtful, I can take that and I can say, hey, thanks for your opinion. Thanks for sharing that with me. I will um, give that consider some consideration. Now, whether I do or not, they don't need to know. But it removes the need for arguments. My truth is my truth. Your truth is your truth. And there's, you know, we get stuck in this, I need to be right thing. I need to make you see the way that I see it. We don't. That's a story that I told myself for years. Um, our validation doesn't come from other people. Our validation comes from ourselves. So I hope that helps in answering that question, if that's something that arose in you. Um, last night, so I'm a big meditator, and last night I stumbled on. I have a Hay House um, Unlimited Access membership, I suppose it's called. And I stumbled on something by Anita Morjani. It's a deep meditation for healing. And it's uh, about an hour long. And so Anita's story, I'll just share briefly, but you can look her up. She had, I believe, stage four cancer and ended up in the hospital with hours to live, according to the doctors. And she had what some refer to as a near-death experience. And in that, she realigned with her natural state of well-being over a period of time. She came into awareness of um, actually, like, I am well. And over time, the doctors looked and they could find no signs of cancer. And th these kind of stories always um, intrigue me what other people experienced. And I love finding evidence, seeing evidence that our natural state of being is well-being. That's our natural state of well-being. Now there's lots of beliefs, there's lots of limitations, there's lots of things that we create that uh, put us in a place of forgetting that. So I was listening to her meditation last night because I uh, made the mistake, I don't typically do this, but I made the mistake of surfing Facebook before I was going to go to sleep. Typically, I am very intentional about being in a space of good thinking before I go to sleep. 30, 45 minutes before I go to bed, I focus on things that feel good. Um, what that does for me is it creates a really rested night's sleep. My dreams are not like all over the place solving chaotic situations that might be in my subconscious mind. They're really on good things. So I made the mistake. I looked at Facebook. I got triggered by uh, 
happening in the world. And for me, it's not a denial that those things are going on. It's that when I give attention to what doesn't feel good, I know that I'm creating more of that. So be it drugs or trafficking or um, racism or hate or bullying, I don't focus on the issue. I focus, I move my attention to focus on what I would rather have. So I paused, I took a minute to imagine all the kids being safe and people um, coming into a state of love, into a state of knowing, into a state of caring. That felt better to me. And then I needed something more. So I was looking for a meditation and stumbled on this one. And the biggest thing that I got from this meditation was an insight into accepting my body for what it is. So I have some extra belly fat and I play in holistic uh, ways of doing things. And logically, I know that my natural state is well-being. Logically, I know that my cells have memory, that my body has this innate wisdom, and that it's doing all these amazing things that I really don't pay too much attention to. I breathe, my organs operate, I eliminate waste. All these things happen without me thinking about them. So as I've noticed that my body's changed many, many times, our cells were not the same body we were uh, 10 years ago. Our cells are constantly replenishing themselves. And so at times, you know, as a, as a kid, I was that person that could eat anything and I never gained weight. And I pretty much maintained that into my 20s. And then I had kids and you know, it was still pretty easy for me to lose weight. I was pretty active. I always had some kind of movement that I did. I was always biking and doing things with the kids. Um, and then I reached my 50s and menopause and hormone changes and hot flashes and all that amazing stuff. And again, it's really... Uh, innate in me and important for me to not run to somebody else for the answers. I know that my body has the wisdom that will support me in what I'm doing. And that was the coffee maker going off. If you heard the beep, I'm cleaning my coffee maker. So I'm not going to record over this if you're wondering what that was. So it's really important for me to you know, tune in and, and what is my body telling me and what's moving? So through that time, I accumulated this belly fat and, um, you know, bottom line is I don't like how I feel with this belly fat. So if I work out and if I really watch what I eat, it, it becomes a non-issue, although it seems like I don't know, there was a belief inside of me that said, as you age, this is just the process. And so it never really got to the point that I had tight, firm abs. Well, I started thinking about this way of being, and I'm playing with different things, but mostly thinking, because our thinking creates our reality. This is true. 
I see lots of evidence in this in my life. And so is it possible to create a body that feels um, good to me without the belief that I have to work out or I have to eat a certain way? Is it possible to create a body form without the need to eat a certain way or to work out a certain amount of time? So I've just been kind of playing with this. I'm very conscious about what I eat and more so about what I'm thinking while I'm eating it. So I also eat what my body calls for. I remember when I was pregnant with my daughter, how different it was from the pregnancy with my son. I absolutely craved tomatoes and cucumbers. Just crave them. I would eat tons and tons of them every day. Okay, not tons, but a lot. Okay. And I just simply know that there was something in that nutrients, the things that were in that um, vegetable, those vegetables that were feeding something in me that I needed to balance my system. I trust that and I look for those things and I'm aware of what my body is asking for. So I've kind of been moving uh, more from that. But last night when I was listening to this meditation, she speaks to accepting our bodies. And man, an insight went off in me on how I don't do that, how I hadn't, that hadn't been my way of being was to be in acceptance of my body. It was, my way of being was more in, I wish my arms were firmer. I'd like more strength. I want my stomach to be thinner. Wish my legs weren't quite so aged looking. Um, you know, the, the laugh lines around my eyes and the wrinkles in my hands. There's part of that that intrigues me as I enter the wisdom years. And there's part of it that I know is part of my thinking of, well, of course, I'm, you know, 58 years old and my body's changing and there's going to be a decline. But that is thinking. So what if I think something else. What if I replace that thought with I'm getting younger every day? I have a second mother, an adopted mother that is, she's 97 now. And she had said for years, I get younger every year. And it actually appeared that she did. She stayed in well-being long into 90s, long into 90s. Now, recently she's had some stuff and I totally can see how some of that is emotional. So is there truth to us believing that we get younger with time? I study Seth Speaks, Abraham Hicks, The Way of Mastery, and all of those also point to age is kind of a belief that, you know, we have these preset determinations on what it's going to look like for us. But in truth, 
we're kind of making that up. And it's really about our beliefs. So when for me, when it comes to well-being, I'm pretty intentional about noticing when I have thoughts or beliefs that come up that are opposite to feeling well. Uh, let's say I get a head cold or something like that. I don't really focus on that head cold. I focus on feeling well. And the result of that is that I move through that phase very quickly. But coming back to this accepting our bodies, there was just this like light bulb insight that went off on me where for a moment I aligned with the thought of, I'm really okay with who I am. I love me for me. So I'm going to become even more intentional about being that, just being really okay with who I am. Um, and it goes in alignment with, you know, feeling good. So I, I wear clothes that feel good, that I feel good in. I don't necessarily wear clothes to look good. I wear clothes, jewelry, makeup to feel good. But if I come into this, I accept who I am and I don't need to change anything. Where does the fine line become of needing makeup? You know, for me, as I age, my lips seem to kind of recede and they don't show up. So I've taken up to wearing a little bit of lipstick. I like to define my eyes with a little bit of eyeliner. I don't wear a lot of makeup, but I do like defining um, certain areas that simply make me feel better. Now, could I go without that? I suppose I could. I could. Bottom line is, most days I don't want to. But is that really accepting myself? You know, this feeling that came over me in acceptance was just like, yeah, I felt internally, I felt a full embodiment of I am who I am and I'm constantly changing. And if I don't like what's there, then it's up to me to look deeper to find out what I'm making of all of that. What is the meaning for me? We all have the answers within us, you guys. We all know what's right for us. And for me, I like to move from, from what feels good to me moment to moment to moment. And the more I do that, the more life just seems to be filled with joy. When I don't take life so seriously, when I don't take the opinions of others so seriously, when I don't take myself so seriously, life just gets better and better and better. And I like that. I like feeling good. You know, getting up in the morning and doing my practice and allowing it to change and moving with what feels good, not getting stuck in any one way of doing things has really felt good to me. So I'm just moving more and more from that, and I invite you to join me. I invite you to share with me your takeaways from this episode. Um, 
I'd love to know if you try the healing meditation from Anita Morjani, how it felt to you. Um, I do have, I'm recreating myself and I'm changing and I'm liking change. You know, it used to be I didn't like change and now I'm embracing change. I'm embracing how my body's changing. I'm embracing how I'm changing. I'm embracing the reality that I'm creating, that it's okay to do things differently. It's okay to try things and see how they feel. And if I don't like how they feel, it's okay to try something else. So I've got a few communities out there, Spirited um, on Facebook, Spirited and off of my website, a membership community. And it is my desire to grow these things. And what I notice for me is the going within and why is it that that feels important to me important to me to grow them am i needing something i'm really loving this being in service and giving and serving and so uh rich litvin has a thing where he serves and creates one person one thing every day and then he's done and he enjoys life now, does he really do that? I don't know. But the idea of getting up in the morning and deciding to serve one person and to create one thing, I kind of like that idea. I kind of like the movement of that. And then, you know, what does the rest of the day encompass? A whole lot of being. And that feels good to me as well. So, that's episode five of the Spirited Podcast. I appreciate you guys being here. As always, I welcome your feedback. And I hope that the week ahead is exactly what you want it to be. Remember, you are creating your reality. And if you don't like it, you're welcome to change it at any point in time by examining self-examination and looking at your thinking to create something else. I do have a couple of spaces open for a three-month Finding You mentorship. I have a six-month uh, VIP mentorship, and I have a one-year VIP mentorship. And if you want to know more about those, you can email me at anita at heartsecho.com. Until next time, be well. As we kind of wind down this episode, I would invite you, if you want more, to join me in my private community called Spirited. You can find that at heartsecho.com backslash spirited dash community. And you'll be invited to participate and to share your stories, your experiences as you live into this intentional effortless being. And together, like we support each other. And that's golden, you guys, to be surrounded by people who are doing it and living it. And that's what the spirited community is. It's about being who you are. It's about connecting to source. And it's about living in the world, but not being so wrapped up in the struggle and striving and surviving. It's more about creating it the way you want it. 
So I'd love to see you over there. As always, I'd love to hear your takeaways from the episodes. So feel free to email me at anita at heartsecho.com and share with me your stories. I love to engage with you guys and to hear what's happening for you. I'm available to always have a deep conversation about this more part of ourselves. And if you're wanting to learn more about me, you can check out heartsacco.com or the coaching piece that I do, which is that sacred space holder. You can find out more at heartsacco.com backslash coaching. So until next time, you guys, much love, much appreciation, and I will see you soon. Mm-hmm.